spooky. Ooh, spooky. Where the riffs are hot. Oh, won't you show me how to listen to a spooky with Adam Knox, Peter Jones, and Luca Malam? Yeah. Yeah, great. Sesame Street theme song. Yeah. Which Sesame Street character would you be? Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> really? Is he the one with AIDS? <laughs> 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 we, st- <laughs> we started again because we were. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It, it's all fine. They did bring one in who has that. We did. It's it's unimportant because this is ooh spooky. It's a podcast. I think it's good. It's a progressive show. Bert and Ernie are gay. It's awesome. Yeah, Big Bird. He's big. He's big. He's, he's a body. He's a bird. Yep. Yeah. He's got an imaginary friend. Snuffleupagus. I'd snuffle a couple of Uffagus. I don't think I, I watched right fucking now. any Sesame. I watched a tiny bit of Sesame. I hated Street, the cunt when I was a kid. What? Yeah, yeah it's did not weird. like it. I was scared of the count, and everyone else oh. was weird. I like. I play love school. Sesame Street. Condescending. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like we know. What we're age fucking, were you when you watched it? Uh, you know, five. I like six. play oh, school. Yeah. It's a more gentle energy. Really, yeah. I hated play school. I liked Jay Lagaya. He was on Star Wars, and then he was on Play School. <laughs> I like Jay LaGaia. How old were you when you watched it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, Jay LaGaia? He's a big um, New Zealand guy, a uh, Maori guy, and he was in. He was an actor. He was in Lord of the Rings as well, and I met him once. He came to Echuca. Yeah. And what did you say to him? Oh, don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was blown up. Like, I was a huge Star Wars fan when I was a kid, and he yeah. was fucking in Star Wars. Which Star two, Wars was episode he? two? Who is he? He's like a. He's a pilot. Yeah, right. I'll show you. Is oh, he one of the Fets? Yeah. Is he a Fet? He's not a Fet. Different uh, New Zealand. He guy. has that. He has that like weird silver thing on his head. In it, does he have mm. a silver crown? No. Looking thing? No, I don't no. remember him then. Maybe no one has that. Maybe no one cares. This is Ooh Spooky. <laughs> it's a podcast where we go through a book that is called Mysteries of the Unexplained. Uh, the book is chock full of stories that are meant to spook and amaze. And we uh, read those stories out. We talk about them for a little bit. Then we do a fifth story, four from the book and a fifth one, submitted by a listener. Uh, if, if you have a spooky adjacent story, it doesn't have to be yours, but it can be. It doesn't have to be real, but it can be. Uh, send us uh, that story either to hauntedpodcastemail at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram as a direct message. Mm. Peter Jones will read them Hot. in and the following fashion. Oh, I feel like we should just always address that we're recording this way in advance yeah. because it's weird and we hope you're all right. Yeah. yeah, this is coming out weeks after when Six we're recording weeks from it. Now or yeah, Five so weeks from now. Hey, the world might have changed significantly. One of us might not be here anymore. Hey, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you don't know Yeah, that's true, I don't It's true um, This first story is from the same chapter The Unquiet Sky A succession of curious hailstones Fell during a storm over the St. Lawrence River Near the village of Alexandria Bay, New York in 1901 At first the hailstones were cylindrical The thickness of a lead pencil And three inches Sorry, three eighths of an inch long Oh, okay. Little. Same dimensions as your penis, Pete. <laughs> Let me just, I just want to read it again just to see what the insult was Little there. Little grey lead nub. So <laughs> first, the hailstones were cylindrical. <laughs> Checks out. Thickness of a lead pencil, yes. And three and eighths of an inch long. It yeah, okay. Well, there's no insult there. That's accurate. I have a tiny little lead dick. When Pete comes, it's like one of those clicker pens. It doesn't matter if Pete comes inside someone by mistake because that's why they put rubbers at the other end of his dick. <laughs> 
You should put the, the rubber race. over you. Yeah, it's got yeah, the rubber yeah, on the wrong end. A few different angles there. Oh, shit. These gave way to stones the size of a walnut, like what my penis actually looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Which in turn were followed by disc-shaped hailstones, two inches thick. <laughs> Your balls. <laughs> <laughs> and three inches in diameter. Yes, please. <laughs> They were hard enough to bounce off rocks without breaking. Yep. <laughs> Describing my balls. Your balls get hard, but your dick doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were and they, when they were half melted, many had the appearance of the human eye. Ooh. A pupil in the center and a ring surrounding it with fine lines radiating in all directions. <laughs> During the storm, the observer goes on. The river presented a beautiful appearance, there being thousands of miniature fountains from a foot to six feet in height, spurting up with a hail plunged in. Ooh. So, eye hail. It was eyes. Eyes fell from the skies. Eyes fell from the skies. I feel like a circle that starts melting in smaller circles coming from the center is just sort of a melting circle. Yeah. A sphere. Mm. I don't know. That doesn't seem... You don't think eyes fell from the skies? I don't personally believe that eyes fell from the skies. Okay, well, then I guess you're an unbeliever. Yeah, that is generally what I am. A skeptic is what you might call it. You're a real scully to our molder. You're a skeptic and pizza pin dick. <laughs> Just to be clear, my penis looks like an eye that's fell from the sky. In the May of 1843, hailstones in the shape of Pete's penis fell from the sky and nobody noticed. <laughs> very good. A very good one. This next section is from... Uh, next story is from the section Beyond the Walls of Time. In 1954... Ava Hellstrom, founder of the Swedish Society for Psychical Research. Sick name. Mm, Ava Hellstrom. Yeah, mm, great. Good. Dreamed that she and her husband were flying over the streets of Stockholm. As she looked down, she saw a traffic accident. A green train had crashed into a blue trolley. At that time, all Stockholm's trains were painted brown. Whoa. So when new green trains were introduced a few months later... Ava Hellstrom felt sure her dream would be fulfilled. She had sketched the position of the two vehicles and made a note in her diary. The accident will happen when the train from Dolschlom and the number four trolley meet at Valhagavagen. This is these are this is how they pronounce. If it said like Chicago, <laughs> Valhalavagen, Valhalavagen. This is a place where they have been. This is a place where there have been accidents between autos and trains, but so far as I know, never with a trolley. So this lady uh, was like, oh, look, there's new green trains. I had a dream that a green train had an accident in that place where there's always accidents. Yeah. (laughs) On March 4th, 1956, almost two years after the dream, a blue number four trolley and the green Jerschholm train collided at Valhallavagen. The position of the crashed vehicles was precisely as shown in Ava Hellstrom's sketch, and she definitely made that happen so she didn't feel like she was going crazy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She orchestrated the whole thing. Uh, And also, if someone wrote shit down, they can write it down at any time. Yeah, backdate. You can always write things down. Especially now you can't do it as much. You, you, I think like with copyright <laughs> shit, you can still send yourself a letter 
and then it's postmarked with the date. Yes. And then it's like, oh, I came up with the trolley and the train crash. Either she had, I think she had the dream and then was like, well, I've got to make that fucking train crash into that fucking trolley at some point. And then just stood there like distracting drivers. (laughs) (laughs) Paint it blue. Make it this one blue. (laughs) What? None of them are blue. This is not a blue. Trolleys are never blue. That is an absurd idea. They are not the blue trolley. (laughs) (laughs) There's no. Yeah. It's a hard accent. It is a hard accent. Scandinavian. Um, oh, blue trolley, very funny. <laughs> is that funny? Is idea. that Sweden? I have no idea. Hello, yeah, hello, <laughs> hello. Uh, Stroopwafel? No, that's German. No, that's uh Dutch. Oh, is it? Yeah, Stroopwafel. Stroopwafel. Did you have it when you were in Amsterdam? Yeah, I did have it in Amsterdam. Fucking not bad, eh? Mm, it was actually. It was alright. I was trying to remember which one that was. Yeah, that was like, like the, the. It was like a thin waffle. Bit yeah, yeah. That was actually kind of. That was nice. It was mm. tasty. My favorite one actually that I had was not really a stroopwafel. It was like they'd used a stroopwafel as the base for a cheesecake. Oh, nice. Mm. Stay tuned for more of Ooh Waffly. <laughs> <laughs> Where we waffle on. Oh, sister podcast. Uh, this next story is from the, the <laughs> chapter. Is, 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 is sister is podcast. Sister podcast. <laughs> 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 it's from the section Unearthly Fates. In 1953, an Aborigine named Kinjika mm-hmm. was flown. Sorry. An indigenous a, person. Yeah. That's not what's written here, but... 1982, everybody. First Nations person of mm. Australia. Uh, Kinjeka was flown from his native Arnhem Land in Australia's Northern Territory to a hospital in Darwin. Okay. The territorial capital. He had not been injured or poisoned. Was not suffering from any known disease, but he was dying. Oh, God. How old was he? It doesn't say. Well, I'm going to guess old. Mm. You're going to guess old? Sure. Well, we'll see. I, I don't think it says his age at any point. What age do you think he was? If you're dying, I don't know, 80s. All right. Well, he's not been poisoned. What year was this? Uh, 1953. Okay. Right. <laughs> i tell you a what. A bunch of cops standing around going like, yeah, we don't know what happened, but he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i tell you what. This is, a, this is a tough area to riff in. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we all pretend we're British for a while and they seem fine with it. <laughs> Um, this is right around when they were doing like nuclear tests in <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. mostly in South Australia Shit. and stuff, but also everywhere. So uh, Kinjika survived for four days in great pain after entering the hospital, and on the fifth day he died, the victim of bone pointing, a method of execution or murder that leaves no trace and almost never fails. What do you mean? What is it? What the fuck bone is bone pointing? pointing? Well, Does I think they're, go- they're going to go on and explain. Well, what thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what bone pointing is. But uh, <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> it almost never fails. I always like like how sure they are. It's just like ah, oh, it leaves no trace and it never fails. <laughs> the dead man had been a member of the Mali tribe and had broken one of its laws governing uh, incestuous relationships. Oh man, <laughs> this is a we've fucking cranked it up to hard mode today. This is crazy. His bone was pointing in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Following this He'd been summoned Before a tribal council Had refused to attend And in his absence Had been sentenced to death Ah, No No, I'm not coming to that You're going to fucking Bone point me (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, not to be. I don't want to say anything. We think you fucked a relative. Can you come see us? No. Yeah, you're holding a boat pointing shear right there. I'm not coming anywhere near you. Fucking hell. So what are you going to do? This is a forgiveness shear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, wait, you've been doing Well, I've got to go to the tribal council and you're all going to be like, I think you fucked your sister. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, and? <laughs> and then you're going to sentence me to death. I'd rather not be there for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm progressive. In 40 years, you won't be able to find porn that isn't about this. <laughs> so I, I just, let me have it for now. And then Jeff Probst is like, <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> you fucked your sister. You fucked your <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> what does he say? What's his little line? Uh, it's, it's, it's time, time to, go. to go. It's time to leave. It's time yeah, to no, leave. Is that Big Brother? Uh... Uh, the tribe has spoken. The tribe yeah. has spoken. The tribe has spoken. You fucked your sister. <laughs> you fucked your sister. Kinjaka then fled his homeland and the tribal executioner made and ritually loaded the killing bone. The killing bone. <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. A killing bone got him into the problem. <laughs> into the situation. Oh, in the, first place. Oh, oh, oh. the bone used, uh, the bone used may be human, kangaroo or emu, or it may be fashioned from wood. So not a bone at not all. Bone. Yeah, that's killing wood. The bone of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> the tree's bone. The design varies from tribe to tribe. Most are from six to nine inches long. Um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's, big, that's one of those big novelty graylets. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> six to nine inches long, pointed at one end, and shaved to a smooth roundness. Again, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. At the other end, a braid of hair is attached through a hole. Yeah, here's a picture of the bone. It looks like a magic wand or a sewing needle. Yeah, giant yeah, sewing needle. It looks like needle. a big sewing needle. With like, yeah, a hair on it. It looks nothing like a magic wand. <laughs> what? It looks like, like a magic wand. Like, like it's a, a long Harry Potter. Harry Potter. At, one, at the other end, a braid of hair is attached through a hole or with a resinous gum derived from the Spinifex bush. To be effective, uh, the killing bone must be charged with powerful psychic energy in a complex ritual that must be performed faultlessly. The process is kept secret from women and all who are not members of the tribe. If the condemned man man has fled from his village, the loaded bone is given to the tribe's ritual killers. The killers take their name from the special... It's called the Kurdacha. And they take their name from the special slippers they wear when hunting a condemned man. Right. (laughs) I like that. They could have been like... The Crocs. <laughs> these are woven. The Uggs are after me. <laughs> the, these these shoes are woven from cockatoo feathers and human hair and leave virtually no footprints. That sounds fucking soft. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a comfy shoe. Cockatoo mm. feathers. It's, it's, it's strange oh, yeah. that you put on something that little, uh, that soft and comforting, and then you're like, oh, I have to go kill yeah. someone. <laughs> you gotta. It makes you gotta sneak around. Murdering boots. Uh, the hunters clothe themselves with kangaroo hair, which they stick to their skin after first coating themselves with human blood, and they don masks of emu feathers. Look, I'm at this point, it's just like one of them show up and you're like, yeah, I'll just kill myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've already got some human blood there just to get dressed. <laughs> I can't imagine what you're going to do to me. So, see you later. Usually operating in twos or threes, they are relentless and will pursue their quarry for years if necessary. When the hunters... And it's a good thing you're doing... If you're going to pursue them for years, in twos and threes is the way you'd want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> On your own for years, you're like, this 
Yeah, you sure <laughs> wouldn't want to be. At least my mates are also here dressed up in those Amy feathers. Sure wouldn't want to be isolated on your own for an extended period of time, would you? Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, I see. When the humans finally corner their man, they approach to within 15 feet or so, and one of the Kadecha or hitmen, dropping to his knee, hold the bone in his fist and point it like a pistol. At this instant, the condemned man is said to be frozen with fear. The Kadacha thrusts the bone towards him and utters a brief piercing chant. He and his fellow hunters then withdraw, leaving the pointed man to his own devices. When they return to their village, the the Kandala is ceremonially burned. That's the stick. The, the bone. The bone. Right. The condemned man may live for several more days or weeks, but convinced of the Kandala's fatal power, his relatives and members of any tribe he may meet, who will certainly have heard that he's been pointed, treat him as though he was already dead. Hmm. Also, he fucked his sister. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone knows about it. (laughs) The ritual loading of the Kundala creates a psychic counterpart of the bone, a spear of thought, as it has been described, which pierces the condemned man when the bone is pointed at him. Once he has been wounded, the victim's death is certain, as though an actual spear has been thrust through him. And I reckon that would 100%... Like, that's like the placebo effect. Sure. Yeah. And like... If you believe that this is does this... And if everyone who you know as well is like, well, you're dead, I'm not giving you any food, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, you will eventually yeah. die. And if you... Yeah. Well, that's the... That's the story. I reckon you'd feel pretty fucking bad after it too. And you'd probably start freaking That's why out you wouldn't it. go to the mm. tribal council. It's like, well, I don't know what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to go to the tribal council where you're going to go come point a, stone, a, a bone at me. Is but, that uh, a pointing bone you've got there? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> is that a pointing bone in your pocket or are you just uh, happy to see your sister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, this next story is from the chapter Monsters and More. And I want to say something about the... I think Monsters and More is the next chapter we will run lose before of. any... Oh, run out of. Oh. I like Monsters and More. Yeah. We've got a few more, but... Because we're running out of them, we ran yeah. out of ghost stories long ago. I right. don't know if you'd notice there haven't been yeah, any ghost yeah, stories yeah. in a long time. That's true. Um, we will soon run out of Yeti-like things oh. and we will be stuck with it's Loch Ness Monsters. <laughs> Loch Ness Monsters, <laughs> god damn it. Um, I just want to say a big thank you, Pete, for being the one that reads and chooses the stories. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Um, happy to do it. Um, but I So I apologise... I mean, we've still got some coming up which aren't, but it's going to be a bit of a run on. Of there's going to be a lot messies. of a lot of fucking underwater bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> there'll so, be more. Blo- yeah. <laughs> with that in mind, here's some more of it. <laughs> on the basis of two of this snake, did this cunt see? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is. Oh, wait, no, here we go. On the basis of two investigatory expeditions made in 1980 and 1981, Dr. Roy P. Mackle. A research biologist at the University of Chicago was convinced of the existence of a legendary monster in the swampy uh, Yubangi Congo Basin of Central Africa. Whoa. So he's like, you know where a legendary monster is? I'm going to go find it. Yeah, okay. Whereabouts? Cool. Uh, Congo. Yeah, I'm off. <laughs> I'll see you later. He's like, can't find There's one up. There's one up in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> when was this? There's a pub near the other one. Why don't you go to that one? Oh, no, I'm going to the, the Congo one. 1981. 1980, 81. Known as the, yeah, right. as the Mokol Membe and described by the Congo Pygmies as half elephant, half dragon. <laughs> what? Just the word pygmy. It gets me every time. Unless yeah, yeah. you're describing a type of hippo. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel weird about pygmy. No, I'm pygmy. But like, what else do you call pygmies? People. 
I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to their face, what would you say? <laughs> ah, but we're like behind their backs here. So yeah, 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 yeah. This is written in a book from 1981. We're allowed to say pygmy. <laughs> so this happened right when the book This is came around. Out. The this book is like, uh, stop the presses. <laughs> We've got another one. So it was, what would you say, half elephant, half... Half elephant, half dragon... And much more fearsome well, than... one it. of those, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say he's maybe 90% elephant? <laughs> like, he's got like... No, he's like a dragon. He's got like a big like trunk-like thing that comes out, like a tail. Uh, much more fearsome than a crocodile. The creature has been dodging hunter-explorers since the start of the 20th century. Although reports of something weird in Central African rivers and swamps goes back to the 1800s. Damn. In 1980, Roy Mackle and James H. Powell Jr., a crocodile specialist, went deep into the heart of the wild Lakula region to track the tra- tails to their source and try to identify the beast. They arrived at the remote outpost of Inf- Infondo early in February, and although they were appalled by the trackless swamps and jungles that lay ahead... <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> wow, it's oh, it's actually gross here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be fun! <laughs> Oh, it turns out the jungle's a bitch. <laughs> Ew. Well, well, I'm walking without a track here. I don't know where I am. If, seriously, though, fuck being one of these guys. It's <laughs> yeah. a monster hunter flying to a remote outpost going, I'm going to find that crocodile thing. <laughs> I read um, I read the book uh, the, the Lost City of, uh, of Zed. Right. Or Z. Zed. Of Zed. Where they go into the... um, It's like the Amazon. Mm. And it's like looking for a, a, the lost city and stuff. And it's like... It's an, it's actually a nightmare. They all just yeah. die Horrible. all the time horrifically. Well, it's the jungle. Yeah. 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 And Even it's animals a, that live in the jungle forever hate it in the jungle. Mm. Or oh, they're all out to get each other. But they it's all, a... Jungle out like there. Like a city. It's a jungle yeah, out there. It's a jungle out there. Everyone's eating. It's like a concrete jungle, but made out of leaves. <laughs> so they go in the, They go in the jungle and they're... You ever heard Welcome to the Jungle? <laughs> I, Axl Rose is pretty scared in that song. No, they have fun and games. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I think he's being... <laughs> <sucked. laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Sorry, I just played that on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's like it's just it's crazy that you would that anybody ever goes to the jungle. That's that's what yeah. I think. They were heartened to hear locally that the Mokol Membe was often spoken of as a well-known phenomenon if unfamiliar beast. It's like, oh yeah, there's one definitely out there. You guys, uh, you guys keep <laughs> yeah. looking for it. How about you guys go fuck off and uh, get uh, get killed? It's in the awful I mean, here. It's like, yeah, well, if you keep yeah. looking, maybe you'll find it. I'll see you later. <laughs> we Bye. live here and have never bothered to go and find it because we'll fucking die. But go for it. <laughs> One of the older eyewitness reports was given by one Thurman Mossamele, who said that about 45 years earlier, when he was a 14-year-old, he had seen the creature while paddling his canoe around a bend on the Likola Ox Herbes River near the town of Vapina. He waited only long enough to see a reddish-brown snake-like head and neck about six to eight feet long before he paddled briskly away. (laughs) 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 I'm picturing him in one of those big swans and he's paddling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but the image was burned on his brain When shown a book of animal pictures Mosamele picked a sauropod Or dinosaur as a creature he had seen He's like, yeah It was a dinosaur <laughs> Off you go <laughs> 45 years earlier, this is what they're going on It's like, we're going to go find the 
These guys are dumb. The next report by a woman from Apina confirmed that such a creature was indeed in that area. Two of the beasts, she said, had recently entered Lake Tele from the Bai River. One had been killed by lakesiders, then cut up and eaten, in spite of a local belief that people eating its flesh would soon die. Mm. The explorers... Uh, what, what's... Yeah. It seems like a riff is on the tip la, of your tongue. No, 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 not really a riff. Imagine eating a weird animal and then a bunch of people die. <laughs> weird. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah, strange to think about. I think that's a good local belief that these people had <laughs> to not do that. I think they're, they're good. I think they're good. You could do with a few more people like these. <laughs> few more superstitions. <laughs> <laughs> the explorers and their porters spent most of the rest of the month slogging through Mokel Membe territory, hunting the creature and collecting many more eyewitness accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit further along. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like my dick. Why don't you head in the <laughs> Why don't you head in the forest and keep looking? One of the most circumstantial was given by Nicholas Mondongo, a Congolese from the village of Bendeka. During a journey on the Kuala X Herbes. Is on I'm loving one. this. I'm loving Pete having to read this He's one. He's doing it. He's really yeah. doing it. Between, uh, why do you keep saying which villages there between? <laughs> Mokangu and Bandako. It's like listening to Paul Simon. <laughs> 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 he saw Maka Membe down at the schoolyard. <laughs> Making the. <laughs> Paul Simon. Where do we sit on this guy? <laughs> Actual move, huge cunt. <laughs> this is pre cultural appropriation as, a, as an idea. Yeah, I went over there. Now my songs sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> What's but- it called? Graceland. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'm with I'm with um I'm with Garfunkel on all of it. You know, I reckon Garfunkel, good guy. Sure. I reckon Garfunkel was like, fuck this guy. He got out before. <laughs> yeah, fuck this little weirdo. <laughs> fuck this pygmy fuck. <laughs> Isn't that what you always say, Adam? Yeah. Making the water run backwards as it rose out of the river. That's what the Mokka Mumbe. Whoa. Making whoa. the water run backwards when it rose out of the river. It's pretty Even the water's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the water at that point was only three to six feet deep and virtually the whole animal was visible. Mongdongo... Said he saw its back, its neck, its head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I saw its back, I saw its neck, I saw a couple other things too. (laughs) It saw part of its long tail and short legs. Uh, (laughs) My back, my neck, my long tail and short legs. I want you to lick my short legs. <laughs> Each and every one of them. They're one leg long. <laughs> I'm like a millipede. There are lots of them and they're all tiny. <laughs> the head was top- Only some of my tail. <laughs> <laughs> the, head, the head was topped with something like a coxcomb. You what? know, like a rooster's. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Cox. I always forget that people call them cocks. Yeah. Mm. A coxcomb. As nearly as he could judge, the length of the creature was 32 feet, about 6 to 10 feet of which was head and neck. Wow. <laughs> uh, convinced by such reports that although rare, the Mokel Mambe do exist and that they correspond to no other living forms known <laughs> they to They think science. they don't exist, <laughs> but they do. They do. 
Dr. Mackle returned to Africa in 1981 on a six-week expedition with a group of French, American, and Congolese scientists. Their foray was highlighted by the discovery of huge footprints and a wide swath of bent and flattened vegetation that track led into the wi- the track led into the river. Good God! In in size, the footprints were compared to those of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. According to Dr. Mackle, but the flattened vegetation suggested that the trail had been made by a reptilian creature taller and larger than any known crocodile. Like Even, an elephant. <laughs> like an elephant. <laughs> why, why, why were the tracks reptilian? Oh, it's impossible. To <laughs> Dr. Mackle, who is more convinced now than ever of the creature's existence. Dr. Mackle, uh, I'm convinced, but Dr. Mackle, more. Yeah, yeah I was going to do one of those earlier and I thought, I don't want to summon Macklemore's name. <laughs> oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. More more convinced. Yeah, Dr. Mackle, uh, of the th- he thinks that um, it inhabits swamps but uses the rivers to facilitate moving about. Further ventures in such of the beast are expected. So he thinks the beast is real. This yeah. is a long one. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of it. Oh, oh right. Okay. The okay. beast, the beast 100% is definitely just an elephant. It's an elephant. I reckon so he never saw it. I mean, there could be. No like, one ever saw it. I think all of us reckon that back in the day there maybe were Bigfoots. Hmm. But so there maybe could be some weird animal, but also probably not. I mean, there's possibly something, but it's not. That's definitely an elephant, though. It's if it was in the early eighties, that probably was an. And elephant. also, the guy who saw it the best was forty-five years ago. Yeah, it's like yeah, when yeah. I was fourteen. He was a scared teenager paddling and I saw was jacking off in my canoe. <laughs> and an that is definitely why anyone would go on a canoe when they were fourteen. Yeah, imagine doing that. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> Luca, did you jack off in a canoe? No, no, no. I'm just now imagining because that's such a like camp activity. Yeah, so, like jacking off on the low ropes course and stuff. Stroke, stroke, stroke. Ah, yeah, good. That's good. You'll go off on your own canoes for a bit. <laughs> no, I actually just really like canoeing, but uh, on my own. Um, this next story uh, is listener submitted. Nice, emailed to us. Oh. Haunted podcast email at gmail.com. <laughs> they found it. Nice. This is before we even did a shout out for it. That's they fucking awesome. It. They remembered it from the first episode, so they went back and found it. Crazy. Thank you for sending them in. Keep them coming. We've got a few in the chamber, but we could always do with some more. Always do with more. Yeah. Geez, they're good. I love them. They're my favorite part. Yeah. And if it's something that happened to you or just something that you Ooh. know about that we haven't talked about, there's got to be a wealth of post 1982 spooky stories that we're not even for dipping sure. into. Yeah. 100%. This is from Jason. Hey, first of all, says love your podcast. Great, thanks. Thank Very you, nice. Jason. What a way to open an email. Not even a hello. <laughs> 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 love your podcast. Oh, good. Makes up for the no hello. <laughs> I want to share something spooky that happened to me. I read it on the podcast, and in return, I will treat you to some fat ass Midwest food if you ever find yourself in Indiana for some reason. Oh, Unlikely, but I would love that. Unlikely now that there's no more. Half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the once they build planes again, are we yeah. taking them apart? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, apparently the uh, uh, apparently you know how a car, if you're not 
driving it or whatever, you should still take it out once every two weeks, whatever, keep the engine rolling over. Yeah. You only yeah. have to do that with planes as well. So they're just going to have to fly the empty planes around a little bit. Planes are designed to be flown constantly yeah. and yeah. they like break if they are not, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sick. Can't wait to be on the first one's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on a plane. A bit <laughs> no, Sorry, no, no worry, I haven't no. done this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry. Oh, manual, I've been driving on that <laughs> Uh, he also says, uh, maybe you could pet a cow or sample some of the state's finest meth. Oh. Ooh. Pet a cow. I'm into that. <laughs> but only after taking some meth. <laughs> What's this? Indiana? Indiana. Fuck yeah. If Hell you yeah. like to pet a cow on meth, you might be from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. Anyway, as I was falling asleep a few nights ago, I heard the mail. A few nights ago. This okay. is fresh at the time of writing. I heard the mail slot in my front door slam open and my grandpa yell my name through it. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, this is out of the blocks. What a dream. His voice sounded panicked and pained. He just screamed my name once. Jason! <laughs> that sounded <laughs> He was mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded a bit annoyed. <laughs> Unlock the door. <laughs> <laughs> you locked me out, you fuckwit. <laughs> this is odd. As it was late, and my grandpa had never been to my house before. Also, my grandpa has been dead for 10 years. Yeah. Whoa. For some reason, I had trouble getting back to sleep after that. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have a confession to make. I don't think this was actually a supernatural event. Agreed. You agree? A dream. It's a dream. Okay. 100% a dream. Hang on. I've had the same dream about Jason's grandpa. Oh. That I have a mail slot. <laughs> That's how I get mail. Yeah. Through a mail slot? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the opening credits of Everybody Loves Raymond, but at the end, instead of the hand coming through, Jason's grandpa goes, Jason! <laughs> Everybody loves Jason! <laughs> Why can't a dead grandpa visit me for once? That's my Robert Barone. <laughs> Why can't a grandpa visit me? <laughs> I'm Indiana Robert Barone. <laughs> God damn it, Raymond. How come my parents like you more? I'm a public man. <laughs> All those Bigfoot rumors, they were just Brad Garrett walking around in the Arctic or wherever. As a child, I often experienced sleep paralysis and the hallucinations that came with them. That can come with them, rather. These hallucinations were always auditory, never visual. Yep, yep. Which yep. you might think is lame. But oh man, <laughs> you fucking nerd, Jason! <laughs> <laughs> Only fucking squares get auditory hallucinations. <laughs> but says, oh man, can auditory hallucinations be terrifying? Yeah, yes, I very much agree. Have had a similar thing where my grandma called out for help. At really? Some point. I think that must be some sort of common deep in the human psyche bullshit Whoa. thing. Your yeah. grandma, wow. Uh, one night when I was nine or ten, I remember lying frozen in bed listening to a man's urgently whispered pleas for me to forgive his sins. Oh, like what that. the fuck? Well, that one I hate. Yeah, <laughs> I man, you- being raised religious really fucks up a kid's brain. Yeah. Hey. A few years later, I lay in the dark, horror-stricken, as a woman screamed about how bad she wanted me to cut my skin off. Oh, my God. God, Jason. Jason, Jason, you You really started off by underselling how much this was going to be. Like, Granddad wanted some help with the mail. Mm. Is different to cut off your skin and forgive me. I reckon it's always... There's definitely... uh, Some of this stuff would be, like, movie-related. Like, you see a movie or, like, you see a... Like, I used to just get scared from, like, a video cover. He probably just watched House of Wax or something. Yeah, yeah. 
another night it was just <laughs> House of Mouse. <laughs> House, House of, of Mouse. Mouse? You mean Mouse Hunt? No. That no. one scared me. That one that was the first movie I ever saw. Mouse Hunt? Yeah. What wow. the fuck? <laughs> 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 so we're at an outdoor cinema. Really? Yeah, in Bright. It was bright out. <laughs> Couldn't How'd see you shit. See this <laughs> <laughs> Another night. Honey, I think our boy has grown up without any culture. We've got to make him drive the car down to the cinema during the daytime. <laughs> he needs to start learning about, you know, human society. He already knows how to he already knows how to drive on his own. He's <laughs> He's got play school now. Let's give him Nathan Lane. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to see Lee Evans. How high Lee Evans' eyebrows can really go. <laughs> there was a period of time when I was a kid because I loved the movie Lion King, and Timon was my favorite character in Lion King. Who? I- Timon. 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 <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you guys might be new to this. <laughs> <laughs> new to the um, the Lion King. Did franchise. you watch like a French version of it or something? <laughs> How are you pronouncing it? Timon, Timon and Pumba. <laughs> well, I like Timon. <laughs> okay, that's just a character Timon. you made up. <laughs> Timon and Pumba. Timon and Pumba. <laughs> terrible names, both of them. <laughs> Timon. That's why I prefer He's Timon. the meerkat, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Timon yeah. the meerkat. The baboon, Rafiki. <laughs> Mufasa. Simba. Yeah. Scara. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scar, and that one's easy. Yeah, okay. You but Timon... One. Timon. <laughs> spell it. T I M O N. Wait, wait, wait. Say, spell the first three letters. T I M. How would you pronounce that? Tim. Same and how as would you, you pronounce O N? Timon. Pete, you can't do that with Timon. It like, how would you spell? Uh, oh, I've got to think. I'm, my brain isn't working now because it's so flummoxed by what you've done. Uh, what's another word that has the same thing? I reckon if you take the word Tim and you take the word on, you put them together, Tim on. Anyway, he was my favourite character. The story was about how after that I thought I would like Nathan. We've got a pronunciation video coming after this ad. <laughs> the ad is for Here we go. Lion King one and a half. This has got a cool graphic. Timon. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. <laughs> that YouTube video had great comedic timing. <laughs> fuck, I hope the mic picked that up well Shit. enough. <laughs> I guess we were all wrong. <laughs> Sorry. My favorite character of the Lion King was Diamond. <laughs> I stand corrected. Oh, I'm happy shit. to admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> My favorite character was always Diamond. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, anyway, really there's tickled a, me, fellas. <laughs> there was a period of time when I was a kid <laughs> that I thought I loved Nathan Lane. Yeah. You know how like you think you love Robin Williams, and then you watch like three other Robin Williams movies, and like I think I just like Mr. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about Nathan Lane. Anyway, oh, <laughs> love the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so another night. This is his sleep paralysis. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. We'll get back to you. Yeah. How do you think you how, how do you pronounce Jason? Jason. Jason. <laughs> Another night, it was just growling. A man growling like an animal, just feet from my bed. Oh, Fuck that's right. Yeah, this is yeah, terrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I forgot for a while. <laughs> Imagine if you had sleep paralysis and you can't move and you just hear <laughs> Timon. <laughs> <laughs> The scariest thing about the auditory hallucinations I get is how they actually seem to be coming from different spots in the room. Yeah, they're like locational. Whoa. It's fucked. Or in the case of my grandpa and the mail slot, the other end of my house. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it originates in my head, but I guess I'm just now explaining what a hallucination is. I mean, that's helpful. Yeah. I thought I'd left sleep paralysis and hallucinations behind in my childhood. Now that I'm getting again, going to bed is a spooky experience. That is spooky. It is a spooky experience. Mm. Don't like the thought of that. I uh, remember having a dream the other night where someone was like walking into my room or some shit, and I think dragged me off of my bed. Whoa. It was like a sleep paralysis thing. It's fucking the worst. I don't know why our brains are capable of doing it. It seems unnecessary. Turn it off, brain. That brain? Brain, I'm, I've had it up to here with you, Brain. Didn't I? Was I saying this on this podcast or another one or just in real life? But <laughs> it's because something goes wrong when your brain's trying to get to sleep and your body goes to sleep, but your brain doesn't. And right. so then your brain needs to make an excuse as to why it's still awake. So it creates like a disturbance in the... Yeah. The scariest possible situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like whenever the brain is left alone, it's like time to fuck with this gun. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, well, thanks, Jason, for that horrifying image or a series of uh, what's yeah, the yeah. what's the auditory equivalent of an image? Hallucination. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> uh, we'll Soundbite. Yeah, that'll do. Um, next week we'll be back with more of this. Um, do do keep listening. <laughs> Diamond. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the hardest I've laughed. Oh, <laughs> on this part or I'm, I'm for in ages in life. <laughs> I reckon the biggest laugh I've had in years. <laughs> we'll be back with more of them. Probably not as funny <laughs> next uh, week. Follow- Luke, has, Luke has got another podcast. Oh, yep. It's called Going Hypo. It's good. Uh, that Yep, it's it's good. It's <laughs> me doing hypotheticals and would you rathers and stuff. And we all have social medias. Follow our individual social medias and the yep. podcast one and hauntedpodcastemail at gmail.com. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back next week with uh, another episode. See you then.